Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Well, howdy there. Welcome to Oldie But A Goodie. My name is Sandro, the real Sandman Felcher. As always, I'm joined by Zach the Beard. Zach. <laughs> yeah, how's it going, fellas? Oh, it sure is a nice time of day wherever you are, listener, ain't it? Oh, absolutely. You know, the other day I was looking for a hat, and I saw a hat, and I went, I like that hat. So you know what I did? I, I don't know. What did you do? I went and bloody bought the hat. You bought the hat? I bought a hat, where man. Where is this going? I don't know where my accent's gone. <laughs> something. Yeah. Anyway, hello. Welcome to Oldie Buddy Goodie. Uh, this week, we're talking about Rhinestone, a movie that came out this week back in 1984. I should have picked the other option. We're joined <laughs> by our guest, Jen Spears. How's it going? Uh, it's mighty fun to be here with y'all today. Um, really looking forward to talking about this stellar movie. Pleasure to have you here, ma'am. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> Sorry, what? Dolly Parton was here? That was amazing. Thank you. I love Dolly, so, you know, I can uh, turn it on when I need to. First impressions, what did you think of this? Yeah! Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I really wanted to love it because it's Dolly, but I just, I actually, I don't hate a lot of films. I hated this. <laughs> In fact, not even hate, it was, ap- I don't ca- I didn't care, apathy. That's my first impression. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's. Interesting because we we talked about it just before we started recording, but it's it's got a severe case of like not quite good enough, where it's not quite bad enough to be funny. Yeah, but it's not quite good enough to. It's just in the middle ground of. Ugh. It does the worst sin in that it's just boring. Yep, mm-hmm. and that's the um. worst a film can be. Man, yeah, I wanted to like this as well. I think I tricked myself into laughing a couple times whenever <laughs> Stallone was on screen. Yeah. Oh, I think there was funny moments. That's why I wanted to cut out an hour of that movie so we could just have those. I think there are some pretty funny moments with Stallone where the f- problem is they don't have chemistry and they both feel like they're in different movies. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's, yeah. It's almost like they got Stalester Stallone <laughs> and Dolly Parton. And put them in a movie. He was like in the movie where he lives out his Elvis fantasies, and she's in a movie where she's just badass mm. and wishing she was working across from someone with any chemistry at all. Yeah, is he is Stallone meant to be attractive? Like, is he is that a thing? That is the greatest mystery of every film he's ever done. Is he? because he's not right. Like, mm-hmm. there's a couple of there's a, a particular shot toward the end where he's in his getup and it starts mm. at his boots. And it goes up, and I'm like, damn, that's a nice suit. And then it hits his face, and I was like, Bleh! Like, I just... <laughs> I was like, he does... He's not good-looking. I don't understand. Hey, uh... Omelette is a fetish, okay? <laughs> 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 like don't, that, right? don't, don't, don't knock it. <laughs> that was the biggest mystery for me in all his films. He always ends up with the girl, and he just... Yeah. Tra- anyway. It's his charming personality. Oh, so much. So much personality. Anyway, what was the other option? This week, so. you could have chose Karate Kid. Yeah. Um. Instead, yep. you didn't. 
Um, which at the time I was like, <laughs> now I I am only silently judging you, and by that I mean openly judging you. The thing is, we did Karate Kid last year, mm. and the first one's just a good film. There's no, mm. th- there's nothing really to say about it. But also, mm. we could have not watched this. So <laughs> yeah, this was the option of not watching this. I'm so. also <laughs> judging myself. Hindsight is twenty twenty. I guess I've never seen Karate Kid, so. Mm. Oh wow! Not that I don't. I think if you'd chosen Karate Kid, you, I wouldn't probably be on this episode. So, um, actually, it was a really good decision, Sandro. So, thank you, because <laughs> the listeners get to hear my voice. You know. Yes. Mm. Yes. But you could have seen Karate Kid. I probably wouldn't have though. I, I no. would have been. I would have been like, yeah, no, I don't really connect with that movie. So, like, get me on when you're doing like a Dolly Parton film or something. Uh, it was released June twenty second. It's directed by Bob Clark. I know him best for doing 1974's Black Christmas, which is a oh. Christmas themed slasher movie. One of the first ever slasher movies a pioneer that's what invented that first person from the view of the killer shots before halloween yeah it's about six years before halloween so yeah yeah, one of the very very first films in that they yeah they hadn't done that before like showing the the view from the killer's point of view Mm. great film actually it is really good don't watch the remake from last year no that was terrible but the original is great he did also direct A Christmas Story in 1983, which I think <gasps> won awards. Yeah. A Christmas Story is my favourite Christmas film. Oh, wow. I think I've mentioned that in our Nerd Out podcast. Yeah, it's... Um, yeah, you have, yeah. Most people in Australia haven't heard of it, um, but America they and in Canada, they'll put it on for 48 hours straight on a um, TV channel. We'll put it on and play it over Christmas for just on repeat. Um, it's like the most loved Christmas movie over there. Hmm. So he directed some great stuff. Um, yeah. Before his death in 2007, he did do a TV film, uh, though, called The Karate Dog. How relevant! It's about a talking dog called Chocho, who teams up with a police detective named Peter to solve the murder of his owner. Wow. Chocho is voiced by Chevy Chase. So. <laughs> Chocho, Chevy Chase. Yeah, wow. That's ironic. Very good. Well, it's karate themed. Originally, Mike Nichols. Uh, from Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf and the 1994 film Wolf, which we did an episode on last mm. year. He was originally meant to direct, but that obviously didn't happen. Yeah. It's co-written by Phil Alden Robinson, who went on to direct Field of Dreams, classic oh, film. If you build it, they will come. The thing is, he wrote the script, and then Sylvester Stallone <laughs> came in. <laughs> and Hulk smashed. Sylvester smashed script! Pretty much. That's what he did. To a lot of those scripts, yeah. He hated the script so much that he wanted his name removed from the film, but then he yeah. went, hang on, Dolly Parton's in this. Having this in my, like, credentials could be good for my career. Leave yeah. my name in. And ever since then, he's tried to distance himself Oof. from this funny, funny bit of trivia about um, removing your names from things. I recently watched the movie Cobra, Cobra with Sylvester oh, yeah. Stallone, who wrote the screenplay based on a book different name and he thought he'd written the screenplay so well that he tried to get the author to put his name on the book as well he's like no no i want my name to be on the book because technically i wrote the screenplay so therefore i wrote the book and they're like you can't just change the author's name on a book he wrote the book wow so meantime this director wants his name off something and so this is like put my name on everything (laughs) yeah okay that uh, that's that's wild and that 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 influences my uh, opinion on Sylvester Stallone a lot. 
Um, he did write Rocky, though, so, you know. Yeah, well, <laughs> he doesn't have a lot of lines in that, does he? <laughs> Whoa, a lot of dialogue, all right, okay, we get it. You're not, not a fan of Eggface, are <laughs> Yeah, so he wrote this. He also stars as a character called Nick Martinelli. Uh, he apparently turned down roles in Romancing the Stone and Beverly Hills Cop to make this film. Mm. Two of the most successful movies of 84. Yikes. Probably, they probably wouldn't have been if he was in it. Okay, I'm going to stop now. <laughs> After the release of this movie, uh, Stallone has said that he doesn't regret making it at all. In fact, he says it's the most fun he's ever had making a movie. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, fair enough. Um, At this point in his career, yeah, he had already written, directed, and starred in the three Rocky films. Mm. He didn't direct the first one, but he Mm. did two and three. This is also two years after First Blood, the first film in the Rambo series. Uh Mm. So he was at... Peak Stallone at this point. Yeah. Mm. Dolly Parton's also in this as Jake Farris. She also was the lead writer of, of the soundtrack, obviously. Mm. Uh, a very famous singer-songwriter at this point. Had done two films before this, yep. including 9 to 5 and The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, which <laughs> both received pretty mixed, leaning, I guess, positive-ish reviews. 9 to 5 it. is a wild ride, but mostly fun. It also stars Richard Farnsworth as her dad, mm. Noah. I mm-hmm. remember him in the uh, in the 80s TV adaptation of Anne of Green Gables. Oh, wow, Sandra. He's also the lead in David Lynch's film, The Straight Story. Very yeah. underrated movie. It's on Disney Plus, I think, so if you haven't wow. seen it, check that one out. And finally, Ron Leibman plays the jerk himself, Mr. Freddy. He is Ron Cadillac in Archer. <laughs> Which makes complete yep. sense. <laughs> there we go. For the reception, 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oof. Jeez. Audience score of 35, 3.9 IMDb, 36% on Metacritic. On top of that, it was nominated for a total of nine Golden Raspberry Awards and won two wow. of them. Oh, God. It got um, a Worst Actor for Stallone. It won that. Yep. And it also won Worst Original Song for Drinkenstein. Which is Stallone's song during this film. I thought I'd block that out of my memory. On top of that, it's also listed in the Golden Raspberry Movie Guide as one of the 100 most enjoyably bad movies ever made, which I don't... I don't agree I don't with know that. I deserves mm. that. Yeah. Uh, it really depends how much you like country music and how much you don't mind it being butchered. Yeah. Uh, well, you say that, but this film did give Dolly Parton two... Top 10 country hit singles. So, you know. Oh, the songs she sings are great. Yeah. The ones that she gets to sing are great. And look, Drinkenstein was probably would have been good too. She was allowed to sing it. What you're saying is that the, the good singer, if they were allowed to sing, and the bad singer not sing, it would have been good? Funny that. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. It's almost like the premise of this movie is flawed. Yeah. It cost $28 million. Jeez. What do you think it made? I don't know. Not much more than it cost. I'm going to go with $10. <laughs> One ticket. That, 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 that's a On a cheap night Tuesday. It's a hopeful $10. Uh, it didn't make its money back. Mm. <laughs> Say that. <gasps> that's shocking. Was it like $20? Yeah. $20. $20. Yeah. Two people went on Tight Ass Tuesday. I think, I think it could have been good if they leaned more into the fact that Stallone couldn't sing. Yeah. They obviously have that at the start. But... I think it could have redeemed itself if he just actually didn't win mm. in the end. Like It was like, you know what? This is a lost cause. Yeah. How that works out well for Dolly, I don't know. Mm. But 
they could have figured something out, like killed Freddy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. I don't know. Just like the end scene was so like, it was telling, the movie was telling me that he was performing well. Like people were cheering. Mm. Dolly was happy. Freddy was like, oh, Stallone was living his fantasies. It was telling me that he was good, but he wasn't. Mm. <laughs> just didn't believe it. And it made me angry. I think we are usually like, this is how this film could have been better. But for this one, it's kind of hard to just mm. make it better because there's just something so inherently flawed about the cast and the yeah. premise. It's yeah. just everything about it. But I don't know if this could have been a good film to begin with. It's kind of going off the like the reverse, um, like she's all that kind of vibe, like the bet that you can over like make over an ugly chick and make her hot. Mm. It's like that, but just didn't get there, did it? But we did get Drinkenstein. We did get Drinkenstein. If you have a yeah, I would say pause the episode now, go look up Drinkenstein, and then <laughs> come back just so you're on the same level. Yeah. As we are right now mm. on the quality of this. We'll jump into the plot, I guess. Mm. We love talking about the font of... We're always a fan. The, ...the opening credits on this show. And um, mm. the font for this film was very glittery. Yeah. It was a, it was a rhinestone it's, font. It's, it's sparkly. It's like a, like his suit, you know? Yeah. It's got a... It's all glittery Vegas cowboy. Yeah, like I feel like that, that font would be called Rhinestone. Yep. Yeah. Also, the song Rhinestone Cowboy wasn't in this movie. No. Mm. The 80s was a bad time for country music. Like, it, Rhinestone Cowboy, exactly. That's mm. what 80s country music was. And it's like, the bad, it was the dark ages, in my opinion, for country mm. music. A lot of people love it. But uh, yeah, oof, a lot of shit yeah. <laughs> mm, okay. came out yeah. of that. So you knew, it was gonna, you knew what you were going to get purely by the name of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Dolly's good though. I like when she sings. She she does good cowboy. I, I'm down for a bit she's of country when she's singing a tune. She's playing herself. Yeah, she just she's she's playing a more submissive version of herself. Yeah, with a little less a little less uh, spunk, a little less spunk, but um, still Dolly. Mm. I don't know. She calls Stallone a mud pie. That's you know, it's <laughs> know, pretty spunky. But like this, there's, there's so many moments in the film. I'm like Dolly Parton wouldn't stand for that. She yeah. wouldn't let someone say that to her. Like, the dad being real creepy. Mm. Still versus uh, Nick's dad yeah. being, like, smelling. It was, he was fucking weird. And I was like, nah, Dolly would have, nah. Well, Dolly did snap back at him. Eventually, yeah. yes. The reason it's called Rhinestone is because that's, like, the, the name of the club that she performs at. at the yeah, as well. right. So she is performing the manager jerk guy of hers, the bad guy of the movie, he rocks up his first line of dialogue is, hey, Mr. Electricity is about to plug into your life. Oh, I got a quote even before that. It says, it's always a good day when you're rich. Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. And just getting out of the car. Yep, yeah. As he, that's literally the, like, the first dialogue in the film as this boy goes up. It's like, how's it going, sir? And it's like, every day is a good day when you're rich. <laughs> that's the first <laughs> line of dialogue. <laughs> Yeah. He's such a villain. Great. His character was bad. Mm. Yeah. Like, as a person, but also as a written character, there was just nothing there. As an antagonist, you were like... Eh. I guess the actor did a good job with what he had, yeah. but I don't know. He he was very uh, creepy. Mm. He was just a sleazy boy. But even so, like, his type of creepiness was laughable. Yeah. Like, you were like... You're joking, right? Like, mm. yeah, like yeah. he was—he was so over the top mm. with his creepiness. It's like, hey, want a bang? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah, 
That's every, like, third line from him. Yeah. Yeah, like, he's just... <laughs> so, he's so blunt force. We intercut between him walking through the club and Stallone as a very bad taxi driver just Real running bad. over people. I think he's the best taxi driver, actually. I think you'll find. Okay. He gets you there, like, ten minutes before it should be physically possible. <laughs> he bends... The laws of space-time to get you there. And by that, I mean his car, other people's car, the pedestrians on the sidewalk. <laughs> all, the t- all the meantime, commenting on your choice of food. Yep. Mm. Love's yep. talking about food, old, old Sly. They start off the conversation with, yeah. like, let's go to a sushi bar. And he's like, ah, oh, sushi, yeah, bro, sushi, sushi, yeah, blah, blah. You're like, what oh, yeah. did he say exactly? Where's the quote? The quote is, uh, what is his accent? It's it's got like I have a... No idea. It's New Yorker, but with New his... York, oh, yeah. It's New Yorker. I'm a New Yorker. Confidentially, you know, between you and me, do you really think eating raw fish yes. is that good for you? Yes. It's like walking into a field and chewing on a cow, you know what I mean? Right? <laughs> Direct quote. He is so judgy about what people eat in all his films. Wow. Yeah, he is. The whole of Cobra, he's commenting on people's diets. It's so funny. <laughs> really? Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those poor tourists, those poor tourists. Firstly, the English is their second language, so they're struggling to understand anyway. Secondly, mm. they're trying to understand English coming from his mouth. They would be mm. like, we're going to die. Like, this guy is going to kill yeah. us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. If we don't die, die by his driving, we're going to die by his hand. Yeah. <laughs> As he continuously preaches about the glorious burgers of the uh, United States. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, I'll take you to a pizza place <laughs> yeah. or something. What a stereotype. you got to try that Italian. Yeah. All the all the stereotypes in this film. Oh, there's a another line um, right before he's about to, I guess, fling the car recklessly into traffic. He's like, you know, it's good to let it out once in a while. Yeah. I feel stress coming up, and I go, yeah. Oh my oh, god, yeah. it scared me. I would have rolled out of that car by then. <laughs> it was a lot of really loud outbursts yeah. from him and Dolly at times when they were singing, to mm. the point that I was like. This mix is like hurting me, like it's grating my ears. <laughs> yeah, terrible. I, I'm rating him like a one star on Uber. <laughs> he's getting he's getting a complaint to Uber. <laughs> yeah, this guy's yeah. freaking whack, dude. He's like no charge, but the tip is optional. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. mate, I like that line. I like that line. I thought that was funny. Yeah, I laughed at that line. It was funny in the script, but he just yeah. I didn't laugh with Stallone very much. I laughed at him a lot and laughed with him. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, we get it. You don't yeah. like him, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Can you blame me? I just wrote down, wow, this dude is loose. It's so, <laughs> a note. It's a note. <laughs> right. He is, huh? Does that have any context? To it? Yeah, because he's just screaming at people. <laughs> all right, yeah, I get Well, I mean, yeah, that's all the t- context you need, really. Let's go back to the Rhinestone Club because mm. Freddie yes. has brought in uh, this new singer, oh. which he seems to do on a regular yep. basis because yeah. he wants Dolly to stop getting work because he's the bad guy. Bad guy reasons. Yep. That's why yep. he doesn't want. The guy that he brings in is the personification of everything I hate about country music. Absolutely. <laughs> I think... I, well, and and you know, I think the film agrees with you. So you know. Yep. He was mean. He was mean to the audience, which is not a great start. No. Mm. Um, and then, like, I literally made a note. I was like, this is what people who don't like or listen to country music think country music is. <laughs> yeah. And that's why they don't like it, because they've heard one song like this, 
that's all about how your girlfriend died or like got run over by a tractor or whatever. Uh, the fuck or it was impaled about. or whatever <laughs> it was, like sliced in half. And then he's like, it really happened to my whatever. And they're like, we don't fucking care. You're terrible. <laughs> yeah. I liked his suit though. His hat was bad, but his suit was nice. I, I liked it because yeah. it's like, yeah, no, this is terrible. Boo him off. And they did. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know what? I thought that was good. Wasn't there yeah. a point where he was like, she was stuck in a pile of doo doo or something? <laughs> yeah. and, everyone... and he's like, do you just say duty? Yeah. <laughs> they do say duty over duty, and it gets me every time someone says duty. Duty. Uh, he bends a mic stand yeah. as well. Which makes me think that like he was gonna come back at the end as like a, a goon or something, but he never does. I th- I, I thought that was like yeah. weird because it's not his mic stand; it's just a mic stand. I thought he'd yeah. like be like, "Yeah, I don't need no stupid mic stand. Urgh, bend this one." And nope, he just bent a mic stand and then went back to singing. Weird. Yep. Anyway, this is when Dolly walks up to Freddie and is like, "I want Adam a contract, Jen. What is the thing that they that they agree to do? This deal that they have? Yeah. So um that includes. That moment also includes one of my favourite lines in the film that I wrote down, which was um, Dolly's line. She goes, there's two kinds of people in this world, Freddy. You ain't one of them. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Anyway, they make a deal that if she can turn a normal guy, the the terms change in the next 10 minutes, but a normal guy into a country singer that can sit on that stage and get stand on that stage and sing an entire song with the crowd not hating him, she in two weeks he will rip up her contract. She'll be free. Mm, yep. Uh, but if she loses, if she doesn't create this country singer out of a normal Joe, he keeps the contract, adds five years to it, and as they're shaking on the deal, he also says, "And you have to sleep with me." Yeah, yeah. Which is not how that works. No. That's not how deals work. But she's you know she's an honourable woman and she's she's she agrees to the terms. But then she adds sort of her uh, her stipulations because she's like, look, they can't be, uh, what was it? They can't be um, crazy, drunk or whatever it is because he wants to just grab a homeless guy basically. And then she's like, where are all the lepers when you need them? <laughs> you know, she goes, okay, the next man walks through my, past my face, he's the one. And, of course, as the story goes, it's uh, it's Nick. Yeah. He loves to say his name, huh? He says his own name like three times within that first conversation. Me, Nick, Nicky, I am no... Cr- yeah. Mm. So yeah, that's the premise of the film. This is their deal. Yep. Um, clearly, Dolly gets a lot less out of it um, than old Freddie does. But you know what? All she wants is to be out of her contract and free. So Yeah. I mean, yeah, she's so confident in her abilities. Yeah, I would be. But she's like, yeah, it doesn't matter what he, he says. Although, yeah. clearly, that part of the contract... Is not on. No. Because he said it while the shaking. Just be exactly. like, I'm not going to sleep with you. I never really got why she agrees to that because... Ah, uh, because the, the films <laughs> needed that. It's answer. the film. It's an extra, <laughs> it's an extra state. It raises the stakes a little bit because if you, if your career isn't, you know, high enough stake, then sleeping with that guy is. Yeah, absolutely. So what happens? She goes to, uh, yeah, that's right. He walks off. And so the next morning, Dolly goes to, uh, the taxi headquarters where he works right as he's pulling in with his half just destroyed taxi and he gets fired. Uh, about time, too, if he hadn't got fired. Like, how long has he been a taxi driver screaming down the streets? Yes. Terrorising poor tourists who just want to eat some sushi, you know? And that adds another level to the deal, doesn't it? Another another term. Yeah. They go and see Freddy 
they add to the deal that if they win, Freddy buys Stallone his own taxi. And that's so nice. good. That's nice. That's a win, you know? Yeah. That's all he wants is another ta- a new taxi. That's nice. Well, just wait. That's going to change later on. Ha ha. Ha ha. I think we should mention that Freddy lives in an apartment in Trump Tower. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is it product placement? Trump. Because you do see the logo a couple times. Maybe. You see it twice. Yeah. There was a sign that said Budweiser on it that was just flashing in the background of one scene. And it yeah. distracted me a lot. It's in the bar, is it? Uh, I can't remember. It's it's where he does his first singing in front of a live audience. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. At the the place in... Um, yeah, yeah. There's just Budweiser, Budweiser, yeah. Budweiser. Mm. Like, is this subliminally messaging me? What is happening? Man, I could use a drink of some sort of light beer. His <laughs> song, Trinkenstein, does name drop Budweiser six times as well. So. <laughs> yeah, so you know what? I think there might be some subliminal messaging. I think there might be. That's the worst beer, in my opinion. I love it. <laughs> I've never had it. It's watery, but then I don't really drink, so it's mm. fine for me. Well, yeah, if you don't like beer, the more watery it is, the better, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. I think the reason I don't like it is because it's always free at every like shitty movie premiere we go to. True. <laughs> it's always there, so I just relate back to a bad film. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, they go back to Stallone's house. To show her his organ. Oh, yes. <laughs> and she says, let's go back to your place. His large organ. And you can show me your organ and there damn well better be music coming out of it. <laughs> <laughs> what? And there's the guy in the background oh, when he's yeah. like, it's a pretty big organ. He gives him the thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, on your buddy. I like that. Uh, Italian stallion. Oh, yeah, uh, he did do that. Uh, That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just, uh, that was so bad it was funny for me. <laughs> I think this whole scene is pretty good because they go to his apartment. It turns out it's like the top floor of this funeral parlor. The loft, loft mm. yeah. Yeah, oh, loft. Yeah. They've got to go up a ladder t- to get there because, um, to quote Stallone, you can go through the front door if you don't mind going through coffins and corpses and zombies <laughs> and stuff like that. And zombies and stuff. His light, like, for the first part of the film, I stopped listening after a while, but, like, every line is a joke. Yep. Like, mm. Every line he's saying something stupid. Well, yeah. yeah. Like, that followed by, like, he pulls the ladder down and he's like, this is my, what does he call it? Like, his... Private elevator or something, yeah. Private elevator, thank you, Zach. Yeah, and you're like, just don't speak. Just pull the ladder down. It's a ladder. But literally every line is, like, him trying to get in a little laugh in. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it is. Mm. I, I, I see that. I dr- if every line you have is a joke, some of them have to hit, right? Yeah. <laughs> some of them. Some of them. Yeah. It's He's casting his net wide, you know? I did laugh a lot at him in his room playing on his organ, <laughs> quote-unquote singing Tutti Fruity so loud <laughs> that the funeral currently happening downstairs... <laughs> Just... Well, I think. Oh my goodness! I think the like that's the organ for the funeral parlor. Like it plays in there as well. Yeah, probably. Yeah, there's like a window. Yeah. Yeah, and the and the organ was way out of like it was like he's like oh must what does he say must have emphysema or something because it's like wheezing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Quickly followed by them. Cutting to the funeral and it's just like, oh boy. And he's not just singing Tutti Frutti inappropriately at a funeral. He is singing it awfully. 
Yeah. And he's yelping and like spinning around. Yeah. And doesn't get into that much trouble, really. Yeah, yeah he should get into more trouble. That's mm. like, he knows that there's funerals that happen. And the dad's just kind of like, you know what I've said to you about the organ. Then he looks at Dolly and he's like, hell of a body on her. Can you handle it? If you can't, give me a call. What? <laughs> I'm sorry, what do you, what? I don't yeah. understand what that means. You want to go tag team with your dad? Yeah. <laughs> What's he going to tag team with his father? I don't know. Can we not go into that line of thought? He's disgusting. <laughs> Mm. He should be the villain of the piece, not Freddy. Not Freddy. The dad is a better mm. villain than Freddy. Yeah, because yeah, he's like, yeah. you make sure you call me. Call me, all right? Call me. Yeah, yeah. he says it like three times. He says it so many times. You, you call me, right? You, you call me if you can't handle it. I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? <sighs> it means he wants to bang Dolly <laughs> I guess. Ridiculous. <laughs> what he's suddenly trying yeah, to do. His, bro- his son's sopploppy seconds. Jeez. But Dolly's like, yeah, you need to grow up. You need to uh, you need to get some country into you. So they head off to her hometown mm. in Tennessee. And there's sheep mm. everywhere when they get there. He does a song outside in front of a couple people. I don't remember what it is. Is that Drinkenstein? I don't think it is. He sings Old MacDonald. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. God. I hated this so much. He comes up and he like starts to sing whatever, and they're like, ah, nah, try this. And they start to do a call and response yeah. with an old McDonald. Oh, it really hurt because it was such a song I didn't want to hear. Like, anything other than old McDonald, <laughs> but sung poorly. Yeah. I know what old McDonald is. I heard that so many times in my life, I don't want to hear it. And now I'm hearing it done poorly at first, and then them slowly, painstakingly going through it so they yeah. can teach yeah. them how to country. Ugh. And it gets louder and louder again, and then you've got a dog howling because it hates ah. the song. Yep. There's a chicken going off, there's a horse going off, and there's just like a cacophony of sounds, and my ears were bleeding. Yeah. Now, um, yeah, it was bad. that is the idea that he's supposed to be very bad. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't want to hear that. No. <laughs> um, There's definitely a fine line between f- funny, bad, and just mm. bad when it comes to I singing. have a confession yeah. to make that I'm going to admit at this point. Uh-oh. I skipped through a lot of, like, I sped up the film every time he started singing. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That, Santa actually suggested that to me. I said, look, I've lost interest. He's like, oh, you know, I just put it on 1.5. I'm like, I'm having enough trouble following what's going on without it being faster than it's meant to be. Oh, I did that in every singing moment except with Dolly Parton's sang. Okay. And then even yeah. at the very end, she was singing, but I skipped through it. I pretty much lost, like, wasn't paying attention for any scene that Dolly wasn't in. I liked the line after his song when the dad is like, that was scary, son. For a minute there, I thought you were going to explode. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Oh, uh, there's the scene where she's trying to teach him how to eat the country way. And she's telling him... With his biscuit. Yeah, with his biscuit to soak up gravy. And his response is, I don't want to use my biscuit to soak up gravy. I've got other plans for my biscuit, and they involve butter. They involve butter. (laughs) (laughs) And he picks up the whole slab of butter and cracks I hate... Yeah, I hated this. Just eat how she's asking you. (laughs) It's their house. I mean, on one hand, I'm like, you know what? You can put butter on your biscuit. If you want to. Like, Dolly really shouldn't be telling you how to eat. Why does she care? Just let him <laughs> yeah. put butter on it. But also, don't get so angry. They both got real angry real quick. Every fight they had seems like 
so unrealistic. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like, very contrived. Yeah, they get angry. He walks out into just, like, pitch black. <laughs> and I think this is my favourite quote in the movie. He's walking around outside and, and he's like, man, this is dark. This is what I would call serious dark. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. and then the guy pulls up and he's like, "Get in, get in." He's like, "Oh, th- ta- he tries to call for a taxi for a start mm. in the middle of nowhere," and then this guy pulls up and he's like, "Get in, get in." You're like, "Uh oh, this could be a cool like horror movie now." Get in the car. He could have kidnapped him and then Dolly had to save him and then ah, oh, that would have been cool. That would have been cool. Get in, get, get in. in. I said, "Get." He's like, "Oh no, my car's my car's just around the corner." I'm actually working, doing a survey. Uh, how do you like this road, street, highway, freeway, whatever he calls it? Good improvising. Nice. <laughs> Solid. I'd love to see the script and see how much is ad-libbed because I just feel like a lot of it is just Stallone being yeah. Stallone. Mm. You want to buy some death sticks? Get him. <laughs> yeah. And he's got two rifles, like, strapped to the back of the cab. Yeah, it's great. There's, like, Wolf Creek shit going on there. Anyway, he goes to a bar. The singer's up on stage and then, like, he, he gets down when Stallone walks in and just tries to sit as close to Stallone as possible. Yeah. I thought we were going to get, like, a he's hitting on Stallone That's what I was kind thinking of thing, as And well. Stallone's going to be really flattered and think he's just being really nice to him. And then, But it didn't really mm. happen. He was just being real friendly. He gets a beer that's all foam and he says, Man, I sure do like my beer real foamy. You know what I mean? No, I don't know what you mean. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean... I get what he means. He just likes his beer foamy. That's what he means. Yeah, but... But we're so used to every line being a joke yeah. that we're like, what is this joke? Yeah. Uh, and then what, what does he ask Stallone, Sandro? Oh. When he finds out he's from New York. He finds out he's from New York and he's like, hey, let me ask you something. What is it like to do heroin? What's it, <laughs> what is it like to shoot up a bunch of heroin? So he's like, excuse me? <laughs> As you would. <laughs> Yeah. Nick Nick is a loose unit, but he's not that loose. Oh, uh, before we leave the scene, do I want to mention he says, well, lift my leg, <laughs> which is just a great line. And I think it's what I'm going to bring back. <laughs> oh, no. There's a, lo- there's a lot of good, like, there's a lot of good terms in this film. Like, a lot of the, like, um, live country music includes a lot of stand-up comedy. Um, and there's a lot of, like, moments where they will call someone something, and I'm like, that's pretty funny. Like, that's, I like that. Lift my leg. Lift my leg. Lift my leg. The next morning, this is where he tells Dolly that she is quote-unquote baby Hitler and needs to have more fun. I know! (laughs) I was like, gee, that's that's pretty rough. Mm. You know, what's going to happen? We know what's going to happen. He's going to show her how to be loose and how to have a good time because she thinks his looseness is a bad thing. He's going to show her that a little bit of looseness is great. Mm. And then in the meantime, she's going to show him how that country people aren't slow and ugh, mm. just more layers, really. It needed a bit more depth than... Um... They put more layers on it but gave it no depth. It was like a cake. Yeah. Except instead of there being any cake, it was just all topping. Yep. Mm. Gross. They were just like, let's add more icing. But there's no cake. Yeah. yeah no substance, just icing. Yeah. He does the song Drinkenstein, which is about uh, uh, Budweiser. Mm. It's a thing. Yep. It happens. Got to get that Budweiser sponsorship. He says Stein so strangely. And he said it every time. And I was, I just got stuck on that. I was like fixated by the way he said Stein. I've got the lyrics here. He says... Budweiser, you've created a monster and they call him Drinkenstein. Drinkenstein. So, 
like maybe it was different back then, but it does feel weird that for your product placement, you'd uh, say the negative effects of the thing. You're right though, Sandro. Like you'd think it'd be like, well done, Budweiser. You made us have a great party. Woo. As opposed to being like, you created literally a a zombie with Mm. your beer, Mm. with your product. I think you're reading way too much into the shallow-ass film. Probably. Maybe. <laughs> but then we cut to the ward to the worst scene in the movie, which is him with his guitar by a lake as, like, country synth music plays. Yeah. <laughs> it's mm. hilarious. That's right. It's so terrible. Oh. What's that? Two times speed. Let's go. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I guess he's singing a bit better now, and by singing a bit better now, he's just been he's just doing an Elvis impersonation. I, look... As much as it sounds like I do, I hated him, I was rooting for him. Like I was waiting for him to get good. And I didn't expect him to be amazing, but like I just I wanted him to get there. I, just, I did. I really did. I just want you guys to know that. But it never, never does. Mm. But they tell us that it does. Yes. It just it yeah, doesn't actually, in reality, it doesn't. It, it's kind of annoying because I, I, I was fully ready f- to believe that Lester Stallone could sing a bit of good country, you know? I wouldn't have been upset if... In the end, they had a different person sing, and he uh, and he like mm. um, lip synced, yeah, lip synced it because uh, I I wouldn't have been mad because it would have been more believable, yeah, yeah, than everyone else thinking him singing was good. But obviously, someone wanted to do their own singing. And I wonder who that might have been. Didn't want anyone else to do it. And wanted to put their name in a book they didn't write. They didn't write. Yeah, is it that night where they they nearly hook up? Um, yeah, they do the show and it goes well and then they're outside his room. Um, but yeah, they're about to kiss and then the dad likes like, good night y'all, don't make all that racket all night. And that's my least favorite line in the movie. She goes, oh daddy. And then Stallone just, he didn't need to have, he goes, yeah, bad timing daddy. And I'm like, (laughs) what? We know it's bad timing when he said it. And then when Dolly was like, ah, oh, it's like, stop trying to make every joke. He almost like his character, like he explains every joke. Like yeah, he always yeah. adds a little line, whether it was in the script or not, he adds a line. So he gets the final say in that moment. But isn't it funny? Because they got a bang, but then the dad's like, ha ha, I'm here. And in our, and then we're, in our brains, we're like, oh gee, that was shit timing. And then Dolly says something, you're like, oh, that was shit timing. And then Stallone goes, that was shit timing. Like he could have just looked down the barrel of the camera. Yeah. Instead of... Yeah. Winked at the camera. <laughs> Bad timing, am I right? Let's just go back to the, the city, because that basically happens now. They go back to the city, yeah. and <laughs> Stallone's talking about how he doesn't want to go back to being a taxi driver. He wants to <laughs> become a... In front of his whole family. his whole family. Mm. But Dolly is like, you can't be a real sit- singer. You're not a real yeah, she... singer yet. Yeah. You're sort of like a robot right now. We put you together like a mud pie. Like a mud pie. She gets mean. Yeah. yeah. Like, I get it. She's she's basically saying, like, it, it takes more than two weeks to actually, like, she's worked her fucking tits off literally to get to where she is but it just comes off as like dude you you've been telling him for two weeks that he can do it and then you're like oh but you're just gonna do one song like what are you talking what are you kidding yourself for yeah yeah no she she really uh could have just waited to you know crush his dreams just yeah. wait, wait till after the song because she she realizes after that she's like oh shoot i shouldn't have done yeah. that <laughs> yeah like do the the country hospitality thing and be like 
Of course you are, honey. Of course you're going to be a big country star. Because she knows it's not going to be. So what's yeah. she got to lose by lying to him? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She doesn't need to confront. She gets all prideful because she's like, I'm a good country singer and you're not. Yeah. You're saying and then it you are. blows up and they're yelling at each other in front of the whole family. But yeah. it's like, they're trying to make it do the whole so awkward it's funny thing by like cutting to yeah. the family members looking. But it's not funny. It's just awkward. Yeah. I did like... Um, when they were arguing, the mum just going, take the taxi, just take the yeah, taxi. Just take the taxi. To make it worse, afterwards we cut to Dolly in the bar singing sad songs. <laughs> it just, oh, it, it, yeah. it was just a just a bad movie moment. There was a random friend that just got introduced here that has one other scene and then's gone. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, don't worry about it, Jake, whatever. And she, yeah. Weird. It's weird, yeah. She goes to visit Freddy, and he's like, oh, yeah, I won. I'm in my dressing gown. Let's do this. Time to get it off. I have a neon fireplace. <laughs> yes, Most unnecessary. He's got this room that's, like, filled with dry ice, and there's a spinning bed in it. <laughs> it's the Austin... He's Austin Powers. Yeah, he is. Actually. The spinning satin bed sheet, like... Ugh. Ugh. And then it gets to the point where he's, like, pleading with her and being like, it, it won't really take very long anyway. Like, it's cool. <laughs> just let's do it anyway. It's like, wow, you're really... He goes from, like, full confidence to just, like, come on, just please have sex with me. It won't take long, promise. Yeah, well, he is a little pathetic man. That's the idea. Yeah, he is. He is. So we cut between this happening and Stallone at the club, I guess, realising that he needs Dolly to perform? I don't know. But then he's like, oh, I guess i got to go and save her. Yeah, yeah, because the friend is like, oh, she's probably over at his house already. Yeah. That's and right. he's like, no, i got to stop him. And how does he go to save her, Sandra? <laughs> well, he gets a taxi, right? Yeah, well, first he's like, oh, I'll get a taxi. That doesn't work. So he just runs around the street for a while and then he sees a horse. Because <laughs> he's like, no, 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 I'm not doing that. And then he keeps looking for a taxi for a bit. And then he can't get a taxi, and then he turns back to the horse, and he's like, "Oh God, yep. I guess this is happening." Him getting trying to get on that that poor horse, the way he just hangs off the side of it for like five seconds, and that horse is like, he probably weighs a bit to learn, I would assume, because he's pretty ripped, mm. and he just ugh, it was awful. Anyway, he rides to Trump Tower. He does. That's great. He stops the horse in the foyer, which I thought was pretty funny. Everyone's like yep. reaction to just this horse being in the foyer was good. They're like what? I like the security guard going like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm rolling up to Freddy's. And he's like, oh, right. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Off you go. And the, then the other guy comes in and he's like, what is he doing? And he's like, he's going up to Freddy's. And he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I also quite, oh. Liked, I quite liked him exiting the elevator right in front of Freddy's door. And he just tries and barges his way in, but he can't. He just mm. keeps bouncing off the door. Yeah. That was kind of funny. And then he mm. hits it, but he hits it on the far left, but then it opens in the center. Mm. Like, by hitting it there, he breaks the lock somehow. And they argue a bit. Yeah, they argue a bit, but then they're like, we need each other. And they ride into the club in the hall. They don't get off the horse on the sidewalk. They ride in. They ride in. Mm. And then, yeah, she, uh, she introduces him. He goes on stage. He does a song. Everyone hates it. And so he's like... I gotta do it my way. Oh, God. Oof. I made a note that I've never wanted to punch someone through the TV screen as much as the guy that had the party blower. <laughs> like, he was just like, they were like, he, before they did like, he did like a call and response, but when he started mm. to do his his way, I don't know what that anyone was mm. saying at that point. But anytime he was like, oh, the, you know, beautiful women say yeah, and this guy in the front was just going, 
And I was like, I want to <laughs> fucking punch him. Like, well, the whole point is they're a shitty crowd. Yeah, but oh, I just the noise was just awful for my poor little ears. Yeah, it was pretty. <laughs> anyway, the movie decided that he was going to be good here, so the audience is like, yeah, we're into this now for some reason. Woo! Like, I, I flick between going, okay, am I supposed to believe he's good? If not. I'm supposed to believe that his charisma or that the fact that he's just doing his own thing has won the audience over, but they seem like an audience that they're not supportive at all. Yeah. Someone living their life does not a good performance make. No. Like, he's still terrible. Like, that crowd, I didn't believe, would come around just based on mm. the fact that he's clearly having a good time. I think, I think they could have been turned, but I, I think there was it needed something a bit more oomph to sort of turn them. Yeah, because the guy that's performing before him is quite good. And they're ripping into him even though he's, like, good and has charisma. Yeah. So I was like, well, Stallone is bad and also doesn't have charisma. So. I thought they were going to have, like, a, the guy comes in. This is before we had the horse coming in and him trying to save and Dolly Parton. And, like, have the sleazy guy try and stop him from singing. Yeah. And then him, like, punching him out cold. Yeah. And then they would be on his side. They're like, hey, this guy can really... Hang, yeah, man. but they just made us think that he was good. Yeah, I guess. Yep. So, well, then, because like Dolly gets up as well, and that's when the audience also kind of changes. But they still yeah. won the bet. But whatever. They matter. clearly love her. It went from like we fucking hate you to we fucking love you, but only because you've suddenly gotten worse. But you're like shaking your hips around. You're clearly living your life up there. So like, we'll give you the benefit. It needed a bit more oomph, I feel. The ending fell flat for me. But then I guess they sing a song about being in love. And that's the end mm. of the film. And then the credits, just they keep going during the credits. Yeah. yeah. Hard to listen to, actually. I, I immediately, as soon as the credits started rolling, closed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because he sings quite loud and high. And to go kind of over him, Dolly has to sing very high and very loud to the point that I was like, you both, I, I can't listen to either of you, like... It takes a lot for me not to want to listen to Dolly Parton sing, and I was like, this is too much. Yeah, it was... So yeah, great film, I loved um, <laughs> We loved it. It's just, there's a couple funny moments, but I think they're funny moments in clips outside of the film. Mm. I don't think they're funny if you watch this as a film. I think if you watch yeah. it, it's like, can you believe this got made clips on like YouTube or something? I laughed at moments, but it would have had to have been a 45-minute film. Yeah, to really yeah. enjoy it. It's pretty terrible. I'm fine with just giving this an oldie and moving on with my life. <laughs> yeah. I'm desperate to move on and go and listen to a Dolly Parton album and make myself happy again. <laughs> I, I don't think it's on the same level as Crackers because that was just mm. incompetent. The way that was mm. made was yep. so incompetent. I give it I give it something for trying. So that's why I'm giving it an oldie, because there was something there. Yeah. It just really fell flat in a lot of areas. I wonder if they made it, like, a different genre of music, maybe? It wouldn't be different, obviously. Mm. I don't know, like, I wonder if they remade it, it would be better. But then you'd have to, obviously, recast. Well, well, that is what this next segment is. It's time for us to pitch a sequel Ooh. or a spin-off. Or a prequel. I think it would be funny to do this, but for rap music. And who's the Dolly Parton Ooh. of rap? It's Nicki Minaj. Ah. And Nicki Minaj has to teach. So like a real white, a real white person. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying. I'm trying to think of who is like a Stallone. Vin Diesel. I'd like the same film, just with different characters, just with different actors. Do put Dolly mm. in the same part again. I don't care. 
just recast mm. Sylvester. Someone that could sing. Country star. Yeah, someone that... Mm, someone, an actor that I know can sing, but they pretend that they can't for the first half of the film. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, Ryan Gosling. I was thinking of a prequel. <laughs> All right. Uh, where it was uh, both of them in school. <laughs> and instead of... Instead of, uh, like, just singing to a crowd and her career on the line, it's a talent show. Oh, no. And she's, like, a popular singer kid, and he's he's an idiot. The, they, it's a similar thing where uh, she makes a bet with someone because she doesn't want to do something. I don't know. Like Sleep with them? Yeah, yeah sleep with them. Ah, look, it works. Who's playing her? Is it still Dolly Parton? Miley Cyrus. My, yeah, Miley. She's like, all right, I'll make a deal with you. <laughs> I can teach anybody you pick to be the best singer in the school. And he's like, I picked that nerd over there. and It's it's Michael Cera. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's in my mind. It's him or like one of those kind of awkward. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Miley Cyrus has to teach Michael Cera how Yeah, sing. how to hoe down. An actual sequel might be... Uh, Dolly and Sylvester go on tour and then immediately break up and the film ends. Love that. <laughs> it's a five minute film. Yeah. Because you think it's going to be like a June and Johnny kind of love, but it's not. They just no, break up. They just break up mm. immediately. Because he's actually not that good and the other crowds don't actually like him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. stupid. And they try to go to Nashville and everyone hates him and then they break up. Yeah, I like it. Maybe he goes to Nashville and he gets murdered and then it's a murder mystery. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, just bang, dead. The guy that tried to pick him up on the street in uh, Tennessee <laughs> follows him to follows him to Nashville and has like this. He has a vendetta. Let's move on to the next segment. Is that a Raven Tootin' Rootin' Hootin' Reviews? Yeah, Raven Reviews is part of the show where I get reviews from Rotten Tomatoes, uh, the one place where you can find good reviews. There's no other places. And I have to go through the audience reviews because obviously the corporate shills that are professional reviewers, they're just paid off shills. We, we get these audience reviews and I am going to tell you what those reviews are, but you have to guess what the rating is. The ratings uh... are 0. 0.5 to 5. So there are okay. 0.5s. That's very important to remember. Okay. Because this is a guest episode, this is a sort of battle off. Oh, a rate and review battle. First up is Alex. Who says, I like Sylvester Stallone. Great. Thanks. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> that's, that's the review. Welcome to this segment. Four points. Four stars. Four stars. Okay. I'm going to go for a three on this one, I think. It's two out of five. Ooh. Two out of five. It was... Okay. He just likes Sylvester Stallone. That was it. Charles, if Rhinestone had made... Oh, sorry. I, I need to put a voice for this one. <clears throat> If Rhinestone had made as much fun of itself as I did, perhaps it could have been funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one one star. I'm going to go half a star. It's one star. Well done. Yes. Well done. One point for you. See, I needed to put the voice on, otherwise mm. you wouldn't have got it. No, know? absolutely. Prince yep. Charles was here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Anthony says, Dolly Parton is the only reason why I would ever rate this a four. Stallone is embarrassing in this, and so is the script. So a four? <laughs> yeah, it's a four. <laughs> it's two out of five. Okay. He nice said try, four! Guys. It happened again. That was a red herring. Colin says, yes, yes, this movie is terrible, but seriously, how can you argue with Dolly's girlish charm? Three. 
I think I'm going to go two. It's four out of five. Oh my god. Private says, but I give Dolly's duet five big stars. So, three? Two and a half. It's two and a half. Well done, Sandra. Sandra. Yeah. On the board. Uh, We have Gordon. It's called the rhinestone because it ain't no diamond. That's good. I quite like that. One. One star. One and a half. It's one star. One star. Well done. You got it again. All right. The final one. The one where Sandro might be able to get a tie, maybe. Tony says, who the beep thought this was a good idea? Ah, Tony. Half a star. Yeah, it's half a star. You go both half a star? It's five out of Mm. five. I hate when people do that. I'm pretty sure this person just accidentally gave it five out of five. I don't know what happened. That's great. It's a boomer for sure. Thank you for joining us, Jen. Thanks yeah. for having me, guys. You can hear Jen, myself, and our guests from the last two weeks, Rob, on Nerd Out. There will be a link in the description. Check it out. It's always fun. Yeah. Uh, if you like this show, we're on Facebook. Uh, I'm on Instagram. You can send us an email, oldiebuddygoodypod.gmail.com. We're on YouTube. Shout out to everyone on YouTube. Uh, links to everything in the description. Also, I think I'm going to make that 1984 Spotify playlist with just random songs from the films that we've seen so if i've made that at this point link in the description if i haven't Mm. you won't be hearing this because it'll be cut so (laughs) there we go zach you've got to pick next week's episode all right what are my choices spring them at me you've got three choices and this could go in many directions but i feel like all three of these do kind of go down the same path in a way Mm. so here we go your first choice is called Bachelor Party. Mm. It's okay. about a bachelor party ah. that is being thrown for Tom Hanks, for a very young Tom Hanks. Oh, okay, yeah. Kind of think American Pie, but Tom Hanks. Okay, all right. Your other option is Cannonball Run 2. It's a sequel to <clears throat> Cannonball Run. I, I figured. Burt Reynolds, he competes in this dangerous, and some might say illegal, cross-country Ooh. race. Oh, it's a race film. Uh, okay. And then you got Conan the Destroyer. <laughs> Schwarzenegger. Uh huh. He's like a warrior king, and he's got to go and save someone. Great yeah. film. And that's also a sequel. Um, you expected me to pick anything other than Conan? No, definitely didn't. No, <laughs> was one hundred percent expecting you to pick Conan the Destroyer. Absolutely, because you know me, I love me some Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Wow, that can only be one. Because it's a sequel, that means you've got to watch Conan the Barbarian from 1982, and I don't, and I'm happy. So enjoy oh, that. Oh, no. Oh, no. Single tear. I've never, I think I've seen him on TV, like, mm. and got bored and walked off. I think I've seen the first one, but I don't remember it at all. We've had Stallone and Arnie back to back. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a great, great. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Let's wrap it up with our favourite quote. Mine has got to be, man, it's dark. This is what I would call some serious dark. <laughs> That's a good quote. Uh, mine would be, is that a hairdo or a launching pad? Uh, actually, it's a home for wayward spiders. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Bombing. Uh, I mentioned mine earlier, but it's from Jake. It's Freddy. <laughs> there are two kinds of people in this world, and you ain't one of them. <laughs> Boom. Got him. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.